Greetings and welcome to season two of the Ideas Podcast. I'm Daniel Lazar, and I'm proud to be the co-founder of and the faculty advisor to the John F. Kennedy School Ideas Club. Ideas was born of the demand that in our time of crises, in our age of anxiety, when democracy is fragile, when intolerance is increasingly tolerated, we must double down on our efforts to create a safe, but a challenging space to discuss, to celebrate diversity. The Ideas podcast provides a forum for Ideas members and our guests to grapple with vexing issues pertaining to our core mission. And this episode, we'll dive into the issue of dress codes. As has happened in the past, and as we might imagine will likely happen again in the future, in recent weeks, the Kennedy School has been struggling with what dress codes, if any, should be applied to students. And while we don't seek to adjudicate the Kennedy School dress code policy here, we do hope to raise some substantial questions about the gender dynamics that tend to be in play in the problem of dress codes. Joining me today is a managing editor of the Ideas Journal and a producer of the Ideas Podcast, Lily. How you doing? I'm doing well. Yes, you are. And along with Lily, we have the Ideas Director of Community Outreach and all-round JFK stud, Hannah Cook. Hi, Hannah Cook. How are you? I am fantastic. And from somewhere in Potsdam, the director of ideas, the fearless and tireless leader of our mission. And if I may be so bold as to say so, one of my favorite people in the world. Hi, Jacob. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much. You are doing wonderful. <laughs> there are a lot of different avenues that we can pursue to try to come to some shared truth about dress codes. But perhaps it's best that we start with what we know. Schools have dress codes. Some schools have uniforms. Other schools have more freedom, but all schools have dress codes. And there are various functions to dress codes. Maybe we should start there. Why do schools have dress codes to begin with? Are any of you against dress codes for middle and high school students? Yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Totally against any yeah. code, all mm -hmm. three of you. I would recommend that for this conversation, we sort of leave hate symbols and you know political iconography out of it for now. I think all of us just said yes to, do you think there should be a dress code regarding you know people's shoulders and the length of their pants and things like that? We're not talking about dress codes regulating hate speech. I think those are two different things pretty much entirely. I'm not sure I'm totally convinced by the postulate. Can someone wear a hammer and sickle? How about a Mao t-shirt? Since we're in Germany, we do have pretty defined parameters for hate speech. Maybe not necessarily with regards to American symbols, but when you're talking about things like the swastika and stuff, we all recognize that as something that you can't just take out in public. Okay, but that's a law. That has nothing to do with the school dress code. That's, that's a law. Exactly. Who among you believes that a student should be able to wear a Mao t-shirt to school? I say you should be allowed to. M me too. Yeah. So Mao Zedong with 40 to 60 million lives. Sorry, but we can't measure it that way. We can't say this person killed this many people, so we can't have them on the sweater. It's about our history, right? It is insensitive, Jacob. It is insensitive. 
there are there are very likely students whose families were tortured by Mao's communist regime. If we all agree that this swastika uh, should be forbidden, it will disrupt the the emotional safety of the student to wear a Stalin shirt or a Mao shirt. You don't agree? No, because I think what is the threshold? If you kill more than a million people, you can't be on a T-shirt. That's not how we can measure things, right? In with the swastika specifically, it's a symbol that is uh, associated with Germany, rightfully so. They hate crimes committed by Germany, right? With Mao Zedong and and Stalin, that's a whole other conversation. They're obviously terrible people, right? And I don't think you should wear, but I don't think you should be prohibited from wearing them simply because we don't have that historical connection to the, to those leaders. Okay, I, I'm not sure how this happened, but Jacob's argument actually made me um, change my mind. I think it's a little ridiculous to say a murderer of a million people should be cool to be on a t-shirt. The way you said that made me feel like, oh, actually, no, no, I think someone like that. I mean, I think that's pretty hateful. I, I don't know how you can justify like, oh, I'm just a fan of his political positions or something. I mean, that's not, you can't separate a historical figure like that fr from what they've done. And I think, you know, in America, the, the most contentious point is the Confederate flag. I'm not sure that just because something isn't particularly relevant to where we live, it should be defined in separate parameters. Should we allow at our German-American school a student to wrap themselves in the Confederate flag every day at school? I think particularly in a German-American school, that's pretty inappropriate. Right. Inappropriate, fine. Should the student be banned from doing it? Yeah, but that's, that's my point about Mao, though. Like, I'm against it. And I, you know, if there was a student sitting next to me wearing a Mao t-shirt, I'd obviously like engage with that student intellectually. But should they be banned from wearing them? I don't think so. What about the Confederate flag? The Confederate flag, I think, um, since we're a German-American school, yeah, I can see. I mean, the Confederates were traitors to America. They fought to up upkeep slavery. So I can understand why, but why they would be banned. I would at least empathize with it more. Is your reason for doing it then like national pride or something? You you so far only said you you think that things that are in accordance with German laws and American history are like the bad things, which I think is kind of ridiculous. Because we're a German American. No, it's not that, that they're the bad things. It's what we what we as a German American school should prohibit our students from wearing. So, do you think that students in China should wear Hitler shirts? Then is that okay with you? I also don't think students in Germany should wear Mao shirts. Should be allowed to. Should be allowed to in China. I don't want to, I don't know about the Chinese history with, with Hitler and I'm not, I don't Who feel cares like what the Chinese history with Hitler is a Chinese school. I'm, I'm sure you can't come into a Chinese school with Hitler's son, Hitler shirt, whether, you know, they should be allowed to or not. I think that should be up to the schools in China. That's not our thing to debate here right now. As your moderator, I will not let that evasion fly. My evasion. If you were <laughs> an administrator at a Chinese I am mean, as far remote from not. an administrator in a Chinese school as possibly can be. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, would you or would you not let your students wear swastikas? If you were a teacher, would you ask the student to put on a coat? I am not accepting this question. This is a this is an attempt at a gotcha. I don't I don't want to like I'm not going to let myself be cornered. It's not this. a gotcha. It's a direct switch of your of your point that students in Germany can wear a Mao shirt. Can students in China wear a Hitler shirt? That's a whole different debate. That's a whole different No, debate. it's not. It's the same debate. It's a no. completely No, it's not. I think you're saying that 
uh, banning such a thing would be censorship and you're not in favor of that. Maybe that's not your point, but it seems to me that you're saying if it's not specifically against the policies of the nations you're in, people should be allowed to express that historical um, or political perspective. That's what I'm hearing from you. Maybe it's not what you're intending, but that I assume is you taking the route that students should not be censored. You have to keep in mind banning students from wearing something is a, a large act, right? That does, that has weight to it. Like specifically ban, like you will not be accepted into the school if you wear a t-shirt. And I think that should apply for swastika. I'm unsure about the Confederate thing. I'd have to think about that more, have more discussions about that. And I'm against it for the Mao and Stalin thing, simply because we're too far removed from it. Now, does that apply to every school in every country in Azerbaijan or whatever? Okay, let's leave Azerbaijanis out of it for a moment. No, Hannah Cook, you've, you've listened to Lily and Jacob do what they love doing most. Has this debate helped to inform a position about Mao, about the Confederate flag, or about swastikas in China? I can only go with my gut feeling. And my gut feeling still is, I agree with Jacob, there should be no dress code. Germany has a law with the swastika thing, so we're going to leave that out of that. But I have a hard time, like no one's encouraging you to wear a Mao t-shirt, but I have a really hard time telling someone explicitly, you can't enter with a Mao. Like, I don't want this to turn into a thing where you're going to ask me, like, he was a terrible person. Like, I, I, mm, ah, mm, I'm not sure. But I find it hard to draw a line. And does anyone have an answer for that? Uh, nobody has an answer, but we all know here that I have a certain predisposition towards Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was um, a notorious slave owner and slave trader well into his presidency. Now, I don't own a Thomas Jefferson t-shirt. And if I did, I don't know that I'd have the heart to wear it in public. And there's a reason I would never, ever wear it to school. And there's a reason that if I did wear it to school, and Jefferson was no Mao, no Hitler, and no Stalin, not by a long shot. I would expect that if I wore a Jefferson shirt to school, and then an administrator called me into their office and said, Lazar, this is totally unacceptable behavior. What are you thinking? Change clothes or you're fired. That would make perfect sense to me. I would say perhaps there would be stricter consequences for teachers, but I'm not sure that the, that the rules regarding dress should be different in that respect, at least in my opinion. I think they should be different for sure. I think politically- No, I, I don't mean in general. I mean, with respect to having- figures like Mao or Jefferson. On yeah, no, shirts. I still think they should be different. But I guess that comes from a fundamental disagreement because you think Mao and Stalin should be banned for both students and teachers. I think Mao and Stalin should be banned from teachers for students. But I mean, I guess I understand the slippery slope thing you guys are talking about because, I mean, any political figure or historical figure any of us will bring up has surely done something pretty bad to somebody. And... I don't know where the line is there. And I, I do admit to that. I don't think the line is past Mao, certainly. Legally speaking, schools function in loco parentis, which is to say in the place of the parents. Schools support and have legal responsibility for guiding students while they're in the building. If a student comes 
to school wearing clothing that does not represent the values that the community is trying to foster, does the school not have an obligation to find ways to encourage the student to wear clothing that does foster the values of the community? Can you elaborate what exactly you mean with foster the values? Because I feel like that goes off this inherent flaw that clothes kind of show what kind of person you are. I I agree. Like, I think teaching the students that what clothes they wear defines their worth is, is problematic. I do think it's not wrong to teach students that what clothes you wear will define how other people see you because that's just true. If a student wears a shirt to school that says white power and the student has a defense, they say, oh, I believe in black power too. I will leave it to you all to discuss, but I, for one, believe that the notion of white power is antithetical to the values of our community. I also believe that that could be disruptive to the learning environment. I therefore believe for those reasons and more that that student should at the very least be requested to wear something else or wear something over it. Do we agree? Yeah, in that situation, I feel like I would agree, but I think you can't use my agreement there as necessarily an indicator for all cases. Um, There are some pretty robust databases, at least within the United States, of, you know, groups that are considered terrorist groups and, you know, movements that are considered part of hate speech. And I don't think a school should necessarily be deciding such things for themselves. I think they should follow things like, I don't know, this Southern Poverty Law Center, for example. Fine. A kid shows up with a Proud Boys t-shirt. It's on the Southern Poverty Law Center's list of domestic terrorist organizations. How do you feel about a kid wearing a Proud Boy shirt next to you in class? Hannah Cook. I'm going to disclaim that I'm not in any way condoning that, and I would not feel very comfortable with that, but I disagree. I think the school may offer advice as in like give them a reason why they should maybe change their clothing, but I don't think they can demand it for the same reason that Germany allows an NPD party. I think it's just you can't ban one thing and allow the other thing. In my opinion, it just seems undemocratic to do that. But it's not illegal. You can't wear it in school, right? You can wear it at home. You can wear it at the grocery store if you feel like. But I mean, do we have no respect for for the community around us when we're in school then? Need we have no respect, I mean? I mean, it's not about respect in this case. The, the Proud Boys are a terrorist organization. Like, I wouldn't be comfortable with a student wearing an ICE shirt, but that's hardly like, that's hardly, you know, on the same level as any of the things we were discussing earlier. I'm comfortable with that, Jacob. But what I want to know is whether you think this school should ban the student from wearing the Proud Boys shirt. Yes, it's a terrorist organization. But a Mao shirt, no. Yes, a Mao shirt, no. And I realize that sounds hypocritical, but it's it's my position and I'm willing to defend it. No, it's just, it's there's an inconsistency, but you're large and you contain multitudes and we all love you and that's okay. Yeah. But I would challenge you to try to make sense of that inconsistency. Hannah Cook. 
Can I input real quick? My comment was more relating to the white power shirt than the Proud Boys shirt. I want to get through a lot of scenarios and stitch them together. Okay. If necessary, I'm going to be a little bit of an assertive moderator. So that we can, cause we haven't even gotten to short shorts yet. So there's a broader question about what isn't, isn't acceptable in the broader community landscape. And there are questions about what should and should not be legal. But in the school environment, we have this very, sacred space where it is essential that we create a space where students can learn and think clearly and feel safe so that they can do so. There seems to be no doubt to me that a student from a traditionally disenfranchised and discriminated against group will have a harder time learning if they are sitting next to a kid with a with a Confederate flag draped around them, that a student who has Chinese background could learn comfortably with a kid who's wearing like a big old I heart Mao shirt. It's an unsafe space for them. So should the school thus act in the role of parent to try to censor students for the good of everyone at the school? So we haven't obviously gotten to the like short, short tank top argument yet. But I think the argument that we're all going to be using is how does it affect other people if you're doing such a thing, really? Which I think this is the antithesis to. This clearly affects other people quite extremely. And especially at our school, there are going to be people with you know, Chinese backgrounds who may have a personal connection to a story about Mao. Um, I remember in, in my 10th grade history class, we talked about the Vietnam War and there was a student in the class who's you know, family had left Vietnam to an escape of the war. So it's not like these things are removed from our community. The way that your clothing is going to severely impact the education of another student should be important to the school because I don't really see why your need to wear such a thing trumps their need to have a safe learning environment. Can I hear agreement or disagreement? A little bit of disagreement. Uh, yeah, disagreement for me too. This may be a controversial claim, but it's more important to think of how this might affect other people than the person that's actually wearing it, how it might affect them. But I think, what if someone came to school with row on their shirt and then someone told them, you're supporting someone who's in, like, who believes in child murder? And it's like, is that an argument that can be used? If it doesn't align with our political ideology, can you ask them to change it? Talk about the lines that we draw around dress codes vis-a-vis -vis political statements. But I know that we all also want to dive into the gender dynamics of all of this. Schools and workplaces tend to have codes, written and otherwise, about how much skin can be shown or what professional versus unprofessional attire may be. Some schools and other professional environments have indeed uniforms. So let me pivot into this part of the conversation you all seem to want to have with a very blunt question. Should female students be allowed to wear bikinis and male students be allowed to wear mankinis to class? 
Yes or no? And why? Yes. Yes. I think, I, I think yes. There's no reason in my mind whatsoever why that shouldn't be allowed. I don't think professional, again, I feel is like ambiguous and ambivalent. Also non-binary people should be allowed. Duly noted. Thank you. So it is thus the case that all three of you believe that a ninth grade student should be able to show up to physics class in the G-string. Yeah, no, I don't think they should. But that wasn't the question. It was, should they be able to? Uh huh. And all three of you believe that educational institutions should allow the ninth grade student to wear the G-string to class. Yep. In my opinion, anything shy of nudity, which I think is public law, not to, should be allowed. Mm. And by extension, just to make it clear, I also think teachers shouldn't be able to comment about it because why would they? Mm. And the only feasible argument I see people making towards this is it's disrespectful in air quotes or it's distracting, which is just a social construct, which sadly still exists. But our school, when we're teaching the youth, the next generation should perpetuate a atmosphere where that is no longer the case. Right. And I should I think I should clarify, like, I mean, a public school, you know, like our school. I don't mean, I think if there's a religious institution that, you know, is private and students choose to go there, then sure, they should be able to impose any kind of dress code or uniform they want. But I don't know where a school gets off deciding, Yeah, you know, what is professional for, you know, hundreds or thousands of students, just kind of arbitrarily. Yeah, I think this goes along with the idea that people nowadays have that nudity or revealing Skin goes along with something that's sexual and inherently I don't think those two necessarily fit together. I have two questions about that. Uh, first, I, I have to concede this is a very challenging proposition you all offer. I frankly find it rather heartening. I like the path it brings us on, although I, I have to think more about it. Let me ask you, what do you think the most enticing arguments are to the contrary? If there's legitimate evidence that what you're wearing is for some reason affecting other students in, in, you know, negatively, which I don't, I don't know if there really is, but I mean, if there were evidence in that vein, I think some schools cite evidence, you know, real studies that say having a school uniform promotes equality and, and, uh, you know, de-emphasizes income differences between families, between students' families. Um, And I think there might be a level of legitimacy to that, which is funny because, I mean, I'm then definitely at the two extremes. I'm saying either enforce the uniform or let people come to class in a bikini. And I realize that sounds silly, but I just think a lot of the stuff in the middle, the dress code of just covering your shoulders or the dress code of the fingertips shorts, I think those are arbitrary. They're not backed by real evidence. And they're ultimately sort of destructive and meant to sort of repress, especially women, but, you know, all, all students. I agree. The only reason ever I would consider a uniform would be to alleviate kind of classism and any kind of, you know, economic standards, symbol status kind of thing. Hmm. I will go on record as saying that though I might get used to it, 
If all of my students showed up in G-strings tomorrow, I would be terribly uncomfortable. And maybe that makes me small-minded. Uh, perhaps it makes me conservative, although I don't know I've ever been accused as such. But it would make my job, I would be really uncomfortable. Now, maybe I should be. Maybe it's not about me. Maybe it's not about my comfort. But I would also suggest that a lot of other students in class would be really uncomfortable. I think it's rather aggressive to use discomfort in that way as a reason not to do it. I think, again, this goes back to what I mentioned earlier, that there's an inherent flaw in that we use clothes to judge and to make an impression, oftentimes when clothings are revealing to be a negative, stereotypical one. And I think as a society, we're becoming more and more liberal and more free, I'd like to think, hopefully. To use that as an argument is like, we're not even going to try, right? I think if you got used to it, if you tried it, Again, I don't think anyone would actually, the entire class would show up in a G-string. I think you'd get used to it. I wouldn't care if my teacher came to school in a bra or if you came to school in a mankini. Maybe you'd be shocked for a second. And I think I'm rather radical on this, but I wouldn't care. I have to, I agree. Like it's never been a thing for me. Well, since you brought it up, Hannah Cook. Yes. I am not persuaded by the argument that you would not be or that's to say that most of your classmates would not be profoundly distracted if I were to show up teaching in the mankini. And I don't think, I don't know if they would get used to it. Oh, oh I think so. Definitely. Of course, there would be some laughing hey, in the beginning. Hey. Okay. And I honestly, I, <laughs> no, not some laughing at you. I would think there'd be like, some laughing at him. No. Who are they laughing at? Well, <laughs> Well, I meant like more like in a way to, um, I can't think of the English word to pro uh, to process it, right? Like laughter is a way to process something. Um, not in a let's make fun of Mr. Lazar. I'll make fun of Mr. Lazar I, just for a minute. <laughs> but I don't, I really honestly don't see it distracting it in the long run. You came to Kharkov one day with painted toenails and showed them off as a means to represent like systems of government. No one had a problem with that. But 50 years ago, that would be insane right i agree exactly i just didn't want to put that on record but i agree did happen though yeah and i mean nobody did anything about it except threw up in their mouths i just didn't look <laughs> you you made her uncomfortable Ms. yeah i can't believe i was able to teach how government structures function in years past before my daughter painted my toenails <laughs> The missing toenail, really. <laughs> yeah, that's nasty. So despite all of you and your wishes, which I find something compelling about, truly, schools have dress codes. And those dress codes are disproportionately applied to students who identify as female. Although maybe there's a, there's a broader context, but let's just talk about that for a second. Should it be... So let's say there is a policy that shorts can only be so short and tops can only go down so far. Let's just say that this, such a policy exists, which is not uncommon. And I'm not saying it should exist, but let's say it does, because it does. Should teachers who identify as male be de facto banned from commenting? 
Well, see, if if a dress code exists, then obviously any teacher can issue a dress code violation. I don't think you can. I don't think any teacher, I should clarify, should publicly say anything to a student about it. I think in general, yes, you should get a female teacher if you want to have a discussion with a female student about it. So as someone who's been dress coded personally, I can say that if you have a clear dress code and you can say, okay, you violated this rule exactly, that's something different than saying what you're wearing is distracting to the boys or what you're wearing is inappropriate in the sense because it doesn't agree with what you think is appropriate. Those are two different things. And I think if you want to be able to enforce a dress code, then you need to have clear rules that can be followed in a way that allows for no room for commentary or any kind of connotation. I, I had the exact same experience, actually. I, I was dress coded using an ambiguous rule that I did not feel applied to me, but that somebody else did. And I think that is the worst kind of dress code when it's so vague that a teacher can can use it to dress code just about anybody they want to. I wanted to shift to the fact that if you go into any girls department at, at, at you know pretty much any major store, you are going to very much so struggle to find shorts and skirts that follow the fingertip rule for like a lot of girls. Um, this is widely acknowledged and there's no real solution to it. It's also one of the reasons that I'm against such a strict dress code. I don't think there are any rules that cover equity or access to such things in pretty much any public school's dress code policy. All right. Well, I'd like to thank you all for a fiery, contentious, and despite or because of that, really enjoyable conversation. It challenged me, and I hope your fiery dialogue sparks some new ideas among our listenership. I'd also like to offer each of you a chance to recommend to our listening audience something that speaks to the idea's mission, an endorsement, if you will, of something that our friends and loved ones can get their hands on amidst this pandemic. Each of you, one at a time. Can I get three endorsements that speak to the idea's mission? Let's start with Hananah. Hananana Cook. So mine is an Instagram account called So You Want to Talk About. That entire thing is its username. And it describes itself as dissecting progressive politics and social issues in graphic slide form. It's a very accessible way to get information and opinions on. I really recommend looking at the comments. Those are super interesting on accounts like this. And they talk about things like the presidential debate, Planned Parenthood, reasons to vote, um, Roe versus Wade a lot of different social and political controversial issues. I'm totally going to check that out, Lily. I, I love that account. I am, you know, endorsing the podcast Radio Lab, which I listen to all the time on my commute to school. Uh, more specifically, I wanted to point out a really recent episode called No Special Duty, which discusses the role of police and, the, in fact, the responsibility of police within the United States as well as a recent miniseries they did uh, called G, Just a Letter, um, which is about the inequality of and just the general administration of IQ tests among uh, mostly students. I'm always down for a radio lab episode. Jacob. Yeah. So my uh, endorsement this week goes to the movie Hidden Figures, which is about the contribution of African-American women, specifically three in the movie, uh, to the space race project and NASA in general, 
and how their stories were sort of suppressed because they didn't fit the uh, image of what NASA wanted to like have that be their mascot, right? So their stories were suppressed despite their insane contributions to the project. Three stellar endorsements. Thank you all. As always, this was an absolute delight. Listeners, you can find us for now at least at jfkshideas at wixsite.com where you can read our journals. Soon enough, we'll have a new journal on identity. Uh, Please subscribe, leave a like, offer a comment. We hope you're enjoying our podcast. And if you are, we hope that you'll share ideas with your people, your friends, your family, your frenemies. Thank you all. Farewell, Jacob. Goodbye. Bye, Lily. Bye. Later, Hannah, whatever. Oh, adios. Okay. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Good night. See ya.